Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Tourpreneur. This is the podcast where we flatten the learning curve for tour operators and tour professionals around the world. A few weeks ago, I asked in a survey what content you wanted to hear more of on the show. And many of you said that you wanted me to host conversations with an OTA, but not a sales pitch, not an infomercial, and not an executive style discussion that you might hear at trade fairs and conferences and events. You just wanted to hear an authentic, genuine conversation about what it's like to work with an OTA. So today we have invited onto the show Carly Stelfox, lawyer, who is the regional manager for USA West, Canada, and Mexico at getyourguide.com. And we also welcome onto the show Mark Terrier, who is the tourpreneur behind Edge of the World Tours in San Francisco, California. Before we get into this conversation, full disclaimer, I am an ex-Get Your Guide employee. I think I've mentioned that once or twice on the show before. I spent uh, almost three years there as a regional director for the Americas, North and South. Great time there. Really enjoyed working at Get Your Guide. Uh, so I want to get that out there right now. But, you know, I left there, what, two years ago, two and a half, maybe three years ago. Who knows? Don't even know what day of the week it is right now. And if they say a week is a long time in politics, well, I can tell you several years out of an OTA is an eternity. The second point I want to make is... I hope you're not tuning into this episode today to hear me, you know, put get you get on the spot, uh, ask uncomfortable questions. Carly is a senior official at Get Your Guide, but it's not like I'm interviewing the CEO and I can get really into that strategy and break it down and pull it apart. Um, also, I don't really like hosting uh, clickbait style conversations, right? If you want negativity and animosity, just switch on cable news. And you see plenty of that on there. What I really want to do on Tourpreneur is deliver you value and things we can learn from together. Um, So that's what you're going to hear on today's episode. So I hope you enjoy it and let me know what you think. And if you are an OTA and you want to come on, meet the OTA on Tourpreneur, drop me a note at shane at tourpreneur.com. 
And also, please do join our Facebook group. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode, or maybe you have best practices that you want to share how you've enjoyed a fruitful relationship working with an OTA. And you can find that at tourpreneur.com forward slash Facebook. And welcome to Tourpreneur episode 111. This is a first ever meet the OTA session on Torpreneur. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Carly Stelfox Lawyer, who is the regional manager for Get Your Guide for USA West, Canada West, and Mexico. Hi, Carly. Hi, Shane. And a big welcome to Mark Terrier, who is the Torpreneur behind Edge of the World Tours in San Francisco. Welcome, Mark. Thank you. Hi, Shane. So, Mark, how long have you been working with Get Your Guide for? Just a little over two years. We got started with them in April of 2018. Okay. And what first appealed to you about working with Get Your Guide? Uh, there were a few things. I wanted to have a more sort of a diverse channels of business, and they offered that to me. Also, when I joined with Get Your Guide, they were pretty new to the local market and were pretty focused on growing their business in the U.S. and locally. And so from my perspective, it was a pretty good time to, to partner with them. Lastly, the Get Your Guide team in San Francisco, many of whom I already knew, I knew that they were industry professionals and they had a lot of experience in the local market. I knew that a partnership with them was going to be really beneficial for both of us. Great. And what would you say surprised you the most since working with Get Your Guide? And I asked this question because there's quite a lot of our listeners who are not working with an OTA or the apprehensive about working with an OTA. What would you say has surprised you the most since you've started working with Get Your Guide? I would say... When you partner with an OTA, particularly like Get Your Guide with their curated model and their team, their expert team, you're able to broaden your marketing reach pretty dramatically. You access new markets, especially internationally, which was something I wasn't doing. So our customer mix has actually become far more international than it was before. I think there is this concern when partnering with OTAs that you're going to cannibalize bookings that are direct to your website. And I don't believe that to be true my direct bookings have continued to increase alongside the growth I've seen with Get Your Guide and other OTAs. Carly, Mark referenced curated model. Could you explain a little more about what that is exactly? Sure. We select the tour operators that we want to work with. We really want to have the best experiences for our customers in every destination. So we're very selective with who actually lists on the Get Your Guide platform. Right. So you're selective. You're not just going to put everything up on the website. What kind of things are you looking for when you are either approaching a tour activity or when you're approached by someone? The tours and activities that we want on Get Your Guide are tours that customers love. That's really what we're looking for. We're looking for tour partners who are best in class. They're the best at what they do. And we want our customers to book with us again and again and have wonderful experiences everywhere they go. So it's really important to us that we have high quality offerings in all of our destinations. Mark, what would you say has been the best thing that's happened to your tour business since you signed up with Get Your Guide? <laughs> Significant revenue growth. We're accessing a much broader customer base. And so as a direct result of Get Your Guide's global marketing reach, which is something we can't match on our own. And so significant growth. And did you start getting bookings right away or did you need to work with your destination managers to make some changes? How did that work for you? Well, it was a gradual process. It started pretty slow. I didn't need to make any specific changes. It took a while to get the first few bookings. They were sporadic. But once we started to receive a few good reviews from those early customers, then we quickly started to gain some traction to the point where by the early 2020, just before COVID-19 kind of kicked in, 
uh, Get Your Dad had grown to be my number one source of business. Wow. It's pretty impressive. It is. Yeah. Absolutely. And that leads on to my next question, because I know there's a lot of criticism out there online about the commission percentages that OTAs take. What was your first reaction on hearing? So when you spoke to Get Your Guide and they said commission is X, what was your first reaction to that? They weren't the first OTA I was working with. And so I was already comfortable generally with paying a commission. Sort of my view is that no matter how you market your business, there's going to be a cost associated with generating demand, right? So if you're pursuing an SEO campaign, you're going to need to spend some money for each booking you get. And so I always assume that a percentage of revenues from each booking will go to pay for sourcing that booking. And so paying a commission to an OTA falls within that category. Right. And when you started working with Get Your Guide, how were you onboarded? Was it an API? Was it an integration? Was it manual? How did that look for you? It was an API. And in fact, I actually switched booking software companies in order to be able to connect to get your guide via an API. In general, from my perspective, APIs are pretty key because they streamline the booking process and allow me to keep my operations small and agile. And being a small operations actually had the unexpected benefit of making it pretty easy for me to scale down the operation during this pandemic. I think it's very important that, and Carly, if to chime in here as well, that it's not a case of just adding a product on a website and you can get a ton of bookings, right? I mean, it, you have to do a lot of optimizing. Was there anything that the team at Get Your Guide worked with you on, Mark, to optimize your listing to increase bookings with Get Your Guide? Photos were one issue. You know, I didn't have particularly good photos. We worked on that and we got better photos, better quality photos, but also specific types of photos that really appeal to people. And that sort of knowledge that Get Your Guide and my destination manager kind of brought to me. Also, I would say just generally, I listened to my destination manager and his suggestions and followed his guidance. And he helped me kind of understand exactly who I was competing with in terms of other tour companies listed locally on Get Your Guide and how my tour offerings are going to fit into the big picture. So that all kind of helped me optimize and pretty quickly in the end, start getting bookings from Get Your Guide. From my experience of working at an OTA, that was always what was most, the biggest complaint was, hey, these are the photos that I want to use. This is the copy I want to read. Whereas the OTA, so Carly, you're sat on so much data there at Get Your Guide. Mm-hmm. Are you able to declare how many bookings you do a year, roughly, just to give an idea? No, I'm not going to. All right. But I'm not going to have that. It's <laughs> a lot, right? This year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just, to, just to give an example of how much data you're sat on, not get you going, yeah. how many bookings you're seeing, who's converting well. From your perspective, what kind of photos do well on Get Your Guide? Yeah, professional photos really stand out. If you are able to get a professional to kind of take photos on the tour experience, it's worth the investment. Every experience is different, but I would think about on your tour, what is the moment that most of your guests pull out their phone or their camera and take a photo? What is that moment? That's the moment that you want on your listings, right? And if you think about what's the moment from my tour that a customer is most likely to post on social media, that's the photo you want on your listing. So kind of think from the customer perspective, what are the real aha moments? Try and capture those in a professional photo and have those on your OTA listings. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And that's why we invited Mark onto this call as well, because we understand that the tour operators who really listen to destination managers, no matter what the OTA is, they're the ones who tend to perform better because you are just sat on so much data and you can see what is selling well on your, I know from experience, looking at conversion rates, for instance. Mm -hmm. 
you, yeah, these are converting because they have X amount of photos or this kind of copy. And I know it's really hard for our listeners to kind of get their heads around that because we all think we know our businesses best, right, Mark, rather than an OTA. But it is just so important to listen to the market managers and destination managers. Especially when your customers are discovering you on their phone, right? And that's something that's so different now in the last few years that people are scrolling through photos on a tiny screen. So those photos really need to have impact. There's not a lot of guests who are taking pictures of the tour bus, for example. Maybe some bus nerds like me are, but (laughs) for the most part, that's not what the travelers are taking a picture of and really excited to show their friends and family when they get home. Really keeping in mind that the customer's discovery experience of your tour on Get Your Guide is probably on their phone, and they're probably scrolling through just a couple photos before they're making their purchasing decision. Yeah. And if we think about the entrepreneurs you work with, so you have a massive territory, right? I mean, the whole west of the US, west of Canada and Mexico. What are some of the things you're seeing operators do on your platform that are really crushing it? Most successful tour partners all have the same one thing in common, and that is that they have a great product to start with. That is the single biggest predictor of success. Everybody knows that thing on their tour that they still need to tweak that's kind of not quite right. Like really lean in on, make those improvements because the best tours are the ones that sell. I mean, that is just the single biggest predictor of success. In terms of other things tour operators can do to have a really successful experience with us, you know, Mark mentioned ResTech. You really want to have live availability (laughs) on get your guide or on any OTA. That's super important. Another thing that is really important to think about right now is encourage your guides to direct your customers to leave a review where they booked, right? Hmm. So especially right now, it's probably just standard for guides to say at the end of the tour, if you liked your tour, please leave us a review on TripAdvisor. And that's fine. But what you really want them to do is to leave a review where they booked, right? Because that gives you more visibility in that channel so that you can get more customers back from that channel. So that's something that successful tour operators definitely do. Another thing that I know is really hard right now, but seven day a week availability and all mm-hmm. of your time slots. You know, our travelers are making a lot of decisions when they're, when they're selecting what they want to do in destination. And the more availability that you have for them to choose from, the more likely they are to choose you and to convert on their phone. And then the last thing that most of our successful partners really have in common is, as Mark described, an active interest in partnership, wanting to get the data from their destination manager, wanting to understand how their particular market works. And one thing that's so great about our company and that we've approached account management is we have destination experts managing your account because not all destinations behave the same. And we all know that. But it's really nice when the person that you have on the other end of the phone is not just speaking about how to optimize your listing for an e-commerce marketplace. They're actually saying, hey, here's what we're seeing right now in Vegas. Here's what we're seeing right now in Savannah. Here's what we're seeing right now in Denver. That makes a huge difference for the decisions that you can make for your business. Yeah. And I know from experience that Get Your Guide is very strong on kicking the destination managers out the door to go visit their areas, right? And I say kicking out at the door with a smile on my face because most people love to travel to their destinations, but (laughs) that costs a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We've made a strategic investment in that way for sure. 
Yeah, and I think it's something that is so important because sitting down, having a cup of tea or a coffee with your destination manager and also for that destination manager to kind of learn about your tour business mm-hmm. and how you work and, and hopefully experience it as well so that when the destination manager is back in the office and they look at the copy and, and whatever else, they, they can advise because they've been on that tour, they've experienced it. That's absolutely right, Shane. Many years ago, before my time in Get Your Guide, you know, there was a really intentional decision made in how to play in this space that if you want your customers to have the best-in-class tours available to them on the platform, then you need to work with the best-in-class tour operators, and then you need the best-in-class sales team to be working with them to understand how to use the platform and how to be successful. So we have made strategic investments in our sales team so they can be as local as possible. And so they can know the market really well and be able to give relationship-based advice on how to optimize your listings. Take a day off from answering emails, telling your team what to get ready, or manually entering info across sales channels. Actually, take many because Checkfront will help manage your bookings. Guests book and pay however they want. Your team has the tools they need to operate smoothly and your calendar always stays up to date. Now, what will you do with all that extra time? Checkfront, one booking platform, limitless possibilities. Find out more at Checkfront.com. Mark, what would you say is one thing that tour operators probably don't realize about working with an OTA? The cooperation and the partnership, kind of on the same subject that we're just talking about, I have this amazing relationship with everyone at the local Get Your Guide team. And so they'll come to me with questions that help them understand the operator's perspective. And I can go to them for guidance and advice that's driven by data. So then my knowledge of the local market and our industry at large and my tour company are growing directly as a result of that relationship that I have with the local team at Get Your Guide. So in essence, they kind of allow me to punch above my weight and grow revenues and profits, hire an in-house team to do that. Right. Because this is an open, honest, authentic conversation. What is your biggest frustration about working with Get Your Guide? (laughs) Honestly, I don't have one. It's such a great relationship. And what I've seen is that it's grown my business. I touched on the whole idea of cannibalization earlier, and I just My initial fear was that that would happen, that I would get less bookings to my site, but I haven't. I've gotten more bookings. I don't feel like my business has grown dramatically in all channels. I understand. Carly, looking at working with Get Your Guide, what would you say are the percentage of bookings that are coming, first of all, via mobile? Imagine that's a big channel for you, correct? Mm. Yeah, we're over 70% now. Wow. Can you believe that? (laughs) I know. I can believe it because I make most of my bookings on mobile now. I know. But doesn't it make you feel kind of old when you're like, man, I remember the days when it was just oh. not high at all. Yeah. Travelers are really discovering their in-destination experiences on their phone. Yeah. Or 70%. Yeah. It's a lot. And how much would you say is, if you can, a percentage-wise is, and we can talk pre-COVID, but, you know, last-minute booking. So you were talking about the importance of availability, and I speak with a lot of tourpreneurs who, like, can't do a four-hour cutoff. Why would an OTA ask for the four-hour cutoff, for instance? Because they don't understand tour operations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, that's (laughs) the honest answer. No, you should have the cutoff time that you can operationalize, right? And I think... If you've been the person having to (laughs) resend a guide's manifest at 5 a.m., 
yeah. for a tour that starts at 6.30, you're not going to ask your tour operator partners to do that. Yeah, We need to be really conscious of the guest experience. And the tour operators for this particular conversation are the ones who are most conscious of the guest experience. You know what you can operationalize and still get the information to your guides that they need for a morning departure. So you should set that according to what works for your customers and your business. So looking at the Get Your Guide site, I forget how many products you have on there now. I mean, it's thousands and thousands. How would someone go about, you know, if I'm coming to San Francisco and I want to go on a wine tour, so hopefully to find Mark's tour there, how does someone go about searching for that and finding that on the Get Your Guide website? Most of our customers in North America are discovering by city. So by destination. So for Mark's tour, most of our customers are finding him on the San Francisco landing page. So our San Francisco tour page is where they would find all offerings that either take place in San Francisco or start in San Francisco. For Mark's tour, for example, it's on there because he offers pickups in San Francisco to go north into wine country. Right. Because I wanted to talk about the international reach for you, Mark. How much of your bookings are coming from outside of the U.S.? Again, pre-COVID. Across all channels, about 40%. So 40% is non-US? Correct. So effectively, there are bookings that you would struggle to get on your own through your own marketing? Correct, yeah. I don't know the exact percentage, but prior to partnering with Get Your Guide, it was definitely below 20%. We were mostly a domestic operation as far as our clientele. Okay. And Carly, something that came up on our Torpreneur Facebook group, which is going to be music to your ears, but some of our members in Europe were saying that they are seeing more bookings now from Get Your Guide than they did. So previously, Viator was number one. Now they've seen Get Your Guide. Even during the pandemic times, they're seeing Get Your Guide come into number one spot. Admittedly, this was in Germany, where you guys, your head office is based. What can you share with us about what Get Your Guide is doing right now to generate revenue during this awful crisis that we're enduring. One thing that was really clear in our traveler research that we did this spring was that the number one thing travelers need is flexibility, right? We want to be able to pick a tour, but we want to be able to know we can change our minds if we have to, or if somebody gets sick or conditions change. So beginning of July, we rolled out a standard cancellation policy that really encouraged travelers to continue to book with confidence. And it's not just about offering cancellations. What we really want as an industry, I think we're all agreed here, is we want people to move their date Mm -hmm. and not just cancel fully. So encouraging travelers to continue to book with confidence was the number one thing behind rolling out a standard cancellation policy. That's probably the biggest driver of traveler confidence right now in markets that are opening where people are traveling. And I'm sure all of us listening to this in the U.S. are very jealous that Europeans are enjoying a summer. And then another thing is just really leaning in on domestic inventory and making sure that where our European travelers are going, that we have offerings in those markets. So that's super important as we focus kind of on smaller geographies where our travelers are coming from, rather than going international back and forth between Europe and North America, which I think we all enjoy, but isn't really happening right now. Understood. Another question that we get a lot here is, I want to work with an OTA, but I'm based in a smaller city. So for instance, it could be, you know, Salt Lake City or even here in Vermont. OTAs aren't really looking at our area. It's great if you're in New York or San Francisco or LA. What would your response to that be, Carly? Yeah, Get Your Guide is expanding across all of North America. 
So even in a market that you might think is smaller, we might think is super important. (laughs) And we're looking for new partners in your market. I'll call out some specific states where we really are actively seeking new partners. We would love to hear from you by signing up on Get Your Guide, but specifically really looking for if you are in Alaska, we want to hear from you. If you're in Texas, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, Arizona, New Mexico, we want to hear from you. So if I can shameless plug Shane for a second, you can go to getyourguide.com, scroll all the way down to the bottom, find supplier administration, takes five minutes to sign up. And the destination manager who takes care of your market will receive a notification that you've signed up. So that's kind of the easiest and and quickest way to get a hold of us. Everybody who is doing business in this country right now in our space is reimagining who their traveler is. And we all need to be thinking that, you know, our international market looks different. Our... (laughs) Long haul, even few states away market might look different. And the addressable market for your tour might look completely different in September and October. So having that reach and being in a traveler's phone, even if they're only coming from the next county over, is really good for your business. One really interesting thing I'm going to be watching is the new addressable market of school kids and their parents not returning to physical classrooms this fall. This is something that is somewhat unheard of in American travel, that Monday through Friday, we would have a market of kids and their parents. But that is changing. And that's something I'm going to be watching really carefully is, are we seeing mom and dad are both remote and kids are remote. And so all of a sudden, somebody from the next town over, a family is booking a Tuesday afternoon activity with you that you would never have seen that family on a Tuesday afternoon normally. So that's something I'm going to be watching. And if I can give a tip to anybody who is curious about what they should do with their listing on Get Your Guide to make sure those travelers can find you, it would be really important right now to make sure your child pricing is accurate and to make sure that your the ages that you say is a child ticket matches what you intend. So go in and make sure that your child pricing is up to date and that the ages are accurate because I think being prepared for this new market, especially coming into the fall, is something we should all be thinking about. That's really smart advice. And I'll be honest, it's something I have not even thought about. Well, you know, Mark <laughs> and I are both home with school kids not going to school, so we're thinking about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes complete a lot. sense. <laughs> Mark, in terms of bookings, you know, during the pandemic, are you seeing more bookings from the Bay Area for you or more local bookings? Yeah. You know, we were fully shut down for a few months. Yeah. I imagine most operators have been. As we reopened in late June, early July, we definitely pivoted to private tours. That was something we were already doing. And so it wasn't something we had to learn to do. We just had to pivot the marketing. Mm-hmm. And we started to get a little flurry. And, you know, as the news cycle keeps changing and people keep getting new information about what they can and can't do, we're seeing that affect our bookings directly. But we're definitely where we are getting bookings. It is local people, particularly with those private tours. Or, you know, what we're seeing as well is, you know, essential workers who have a day off, right? Because that's who can be staying in hotels. You know, our, our business, as with most sightseeing companies is largely driven by who's staying at the hotels and how many people are staying at the hotels. And right now, the only people that can stay at hotels in San Francisco are essential workers, but they need a break too. So it's local people and people who are allowed to travel essentially. And how do private tours sell on Get Your Guide? Is that an offering that you provide on the platform, Carly? It is. 
private tours really are dependent on the price. You know, I think there's a strong appetite for the idea of a private tour, but I don't know that there's a strong appetite for the price if the way that you price it as a tour operator is to fill the bus. So it's really all about, have you done the investigating for what your average group size was last year? How often did you have groups of six or eight? Is that something that you think appeals for your particular product? If that's the case, you know, price it in a way that is attractive for those groups, if you can afford it, and list it as, as an option on Get Your Guide. That's a great idea. But I think we need to be careful that people are not traveling right now in groups of 10 or 12 that would make it financially viable for them to book a large vehicle. Yeah, I understand. And in terms of what Mark was saying there of of getting more locals booking on his tours, I imagine that's going to be a big challenge for majority of OTAs in terms of how you now switch your marketing, particularly your online marketing for locals. How are you dealing with that challenge? In North America, we're not making any changes right now. I think we are still in such a tough spot in terms of Mm -hmm. the reopening in various markets and honestly, a lot of it being very unclear. I think there's been a lot of frustration in our space that it's not super clear what kind of tour operation or attraction falls into what phasing or what category. So we're not doing anything specific right now. But I will say that, you know, travelers who are investigating or discovering their home market are potentially even less knowledgeable of what tours and activities are available in their home market than somebody coming from a couple states away who's done a ton of research and homework planning for their vacation. So true. Right? So local people need just as much discovery support as they're scrolling through a Get Your Guide app for San Francisco as somebody coming from another country. I absolutely agree. So I want to wrap this Meet the OTA session up. I've got a question for each of you. So first of all, Carly, I want to take this opportunity for any of our listeners who may be interested in working with Get Your Guide. So I mean, as an employee, because as we know, a lot of people from the tour operator world go and work for an OTA. What's life really like as a Get Your Guider? It's Do you even call them a Get Your Guider? I don't know. No, we don't. <laughs> No, we don't. It's great. It's great. You know, I made the leap from working for a tour operator to working for an OTA. And it was something that I was super curious about because everybody who's worked with OTAs, I think, would love to sort of peek under the hood and know how it really works. And certainly, I was really excited for that opportunity to make that transition. It's an exciting space. It's super dynamic. It's interesting. We get to work with tour providers who are doing really innovative and interesting things, which gets us really excited. You know, there's my inner tour operator gets really jealous sometimes when I see people innovating, going, oh, why didn't we think of that? That would have been a great idea. It's a lot of fun. And especially for if you have experience working for a tour operator, you will be a better destination manager. And I know that. And that makes me really excited when we're hiring to see people wanting to join us sort of from the family, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Marvelous. And Mark, so for anyone who's listening today, who's really anti-OTA and is like, I'm not paying 25, 30% commission. I'm not agreeing to these conditions. What would you say to that tour operator out that really is, you know, quite anti-OTA based on your experience of working with several OTAs? You're going to extend your reach. You're going to get access to new customers. You are going to access a team of people that know a lot more than you do. And Mm -hmm. they're going to grow your business for you. You know, most of us are in this to grow a business, right? 
when I first signed up with my first OTA, which was not Get Your Guide, I went through that process. I wasn't sure I wanted to, and, and I jumped in, and I don't regret it for a second. Marvelous. Well, well, thank you for giving us some of your time to come on the show today, Mark, and to you, Carly. Uh, we really appreciate it. Of course, yeah. I appreciate your taking the time with us as well. Thank you, Shane. Anytime. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.